like we're showing them hospitality and that's because we have experienced the beauty of what it is to be close to Jesus and you experience that from him. Mm -hmm. And like when the guys are here, we're doing the same things. Like we're basically like, come behold, listen, look, you know, like look at this beautiful thing that is the gospel, this beautiful thing that Jesus is um, giving to you, offering to you, asking you to come be a part of and that we are doing that too. And it's like, right. Because in life and we've all experienced this is like, Sometimes our sin, um, you know, seems more beautiful in the moment than um, what is actually beautiful, which is Christ, you know? And so, like, it's really like, no, like, this is actually beautiful. And when you experience that, like, that's where I feel like that growth begins to take place is like, oh, like, you're right. Like, that old life or that other thing, like, that's actually kind of gross yeah compared to yeah when it's set in contrast to the gospel yes you know but you have to behold it you know and you have to become beholden to it welcome back to restoration matters we have conversations around restoring relationships with god and others i am nick Riemeyer, joined by craig thompson and abby travis Hello. Hello and happy new year. Happy new year. That's right. 2024. 2024. Starts my month of writing 2023 and erasing it and writing 2024. (laughs) Seriously. Where's uh, no Jen Thompson today? No, no Jen Thompson today. We'll have her back next week. Okay. Good. Yeah. So we finished. We're done with hospitality, right? Well, hospitality is kind of the, 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 the banner, you know, we're talking about culture, building a culture of restoration. And so hospitality is going to be kind of woven in and baked in throughout all these episodes. But yes, we are moving on from our like defined specific focus on hospitality. Okay. And on to, well, we're going to, we're going to dive into um, spiritual formation. So talking about, okay, how does, how does, a culture of restoration involve our spirituality and how does how how does you know investing time and energy into restoration as christians we really believe that that jesus is the restorer right that our faith is the 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 that without faith we cannot be fully restored mm-hmm. and so so our faith comes into this idea of restoration uh, very quickly and very early because it is what allows for complete restoration. But that might happen in a way that doesn't, um, or that is somewhat surprising. Right. So spiritual formation being the process by which God forms Christ in us. Yeah. Is what we're, that like, right? Would that be a good definition for spiritual formation? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that when we look at Scripture, when we look at the arc of Scripture from literally the first book to the last book, it is a story of restoration, right? Immediately after, you know, the the first three chapters of Genesis, there is the fall and this massive divide between humanity and God. And so for the rest of the Bible, it's a story of restoration and redemption. And so when we talk about restoration and building a culture of restoration, it is done through the lens of our faith. 
Yeah. So like on a large scale, like God is, there's a story of restoration of like God restoring, right? And then eventually renewing mm -hmm. the heavens and the earth yeah. as it used to be, right? And then same on a maybe a more micro individual level yeah. as individuals, like God is restoring the image of God in us to look like, again, what it was in the garden. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and that can feel urgent and it can feel like, okay, well this is all that matters. So let's just dive in right now to, to matters of faith and spirituality. But what we found in an effort to build a culture of restoration is that, that our faith and the faith of, of, you know, others in our community is really on God's timeline, which can be really difficult to accept and to be patient with and to wait for. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a slow process. Yeah. Long and winding and up and down. Yeah. So it's not just linear from zero to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a difficult part about, I think, restoration and creating culture of restoration and some of the work we do at Rockside or anybody involved in working with humans mm -hmm. um, is like, it's not step by step for everybody. Yeah. And it's not always this works for that. And that works for this. It's, yeah. it's feels like you definitely need God's help. Yeah. Cause he's the one who's ultimately doing this work. Right. And we're just, I think here at Rockside, we're providing the space for that work to take place. Exactly. And I think that, you know, there's this, there's this idea of partnership that we talk a lot about here, which is, I think, very helpful to, to be reminded that we have, a, we have a duty when it comes to spiritual formation, and God has a duty when it comes to spiritual formation. And so he gives us an opportunity to, to take part in it, but it's ultimately up to him um, to, actually, to actually make growth happen. And, um, and it's, it's, it's kind of illustrated in first Corinthians chapter three. So it says, uh, so Paul is talking about, you know, what he is doing, what, what, you know, his team is doing, but then he says, but it's ultimately God who is going to make things grow. So he, he says, who then is Paul, who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one. I planted Apollos watered but God gave the increase. Mm. And so, so he says, you know, who are we? Right. And you could you know, paraphrase that to say, who, who is Craig? Who is Nick? Who's Abby? Mm -hmm. Who is Rockside? Mm -hmm. uh, we are the ones who are planting and watering, but God is the one who makes things grow. Yeah. He's the one who brings the increase. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he might not. And, and other times he will. And, and so we really trust him for that. Yeah. Or the time hasn't come for the growth to happen. You yeah. Know, like we are sowers and sometimes we don't get to see that seed sprout. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so really thinking about spiritual formation, um, through, through, we're continuing on, you know, in our conversation about hospitality, but really I think spiritual formation at Rockside and what we've seen to be just a really beautiful, beautiful thing is, is spiritual formation through hospitality. And so I wanted to read this chapter. This is uh, from Isaiah chapter 55. And this was a, a fundamental foundational passage 
for us at the beginning of Rockside, Isaiah 55 was kind of the forming passage uh, for us. And it was really interesting because 10 years, 11 years later, when we met Zach and Jordan Osborne out in Michigan, and we were talking to them about partnering together with their farm and their ministry, they uh, independently shared, you know, Isaiah 55 has been a foundational Did they really? <laughs> passage oh for them. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. And it was one of those moments of like, wait, really? You know? <laughs> and we've since said so many times that we feel like we've been on the journey with them uh, since the beginning, but we just found out, you know, a couple years ago. Just parallel yeah. journeys. Yeah. And this that was one of the things that, that was really neat. So let me read this to you. And, and as I'm reading this, just, you know, notice the the attitude. It actually says the, the heading um, in this Bible says, an invitation to abundant life. And so there's so much hospitality baked into even just that phrase, that it's an invitation, right? It's not, we're not saying, you know, grabbing people by the ear and saying, get over here right now, you know? But it's it's an invitation. It's a it's a welcome, you know, mat. It's a it's a you're you are invited into this abundant life. Yeah, there's a there's a choice to accept or decline. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It says this. It says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you, because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. That passage is just full of invitation. It's full of hospitality. It says, 
I mean, there's so many things in that passage, and we won't get to all of them in the episode today, but it's really a good, solid foundation for spiritual formation and, and restoration. It's talking about, you know, come, be a part of this. Now, the verse verse uh, 3 in particular, incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live. The New Living Translation says, come to me with your ears wide open, listen, and you will find life. It's this like, it's this, you know, invitation to come and be a part of this. And just by being here, you will, you will gain what's necessary. I think we see that happen when new students come and they just kind of get swept up in all that Rockside is. Yeah. And our day-to-day life. It's pretty overwhelming. Most students' first, first week here is like, whoa, yes. there's a lot going on. The schedule's kind of busy. Yes. There's so many faces. Um, and it's it's always just so so cool to see that shift happen mm-hmm. um, in their you know first month or so here of of just getting swept up in this culture of welcoming people in, and then another student comes in after them and they welcome that student in. Yeah, yeah. We have a new student coming tomorrow. Yeah, and and so that student will be kind of. He will enter in to this to this community, and he will feel that invitation. Mm-hmm. Come, you know, mm-hmm. partake, um, be be with us. Not that not that we have any um, you know power on our own, but we together as a community are seeking God, mm-hmm. and so when you're here, you can seek God with us. And and there's there's an invitation to restoration in that. Last week when Jen and Nick were talking about the shield wall, kind of of like guys are in crisis, they're yeah. out there, they're on the streets, they are you know in war mode, as Jen called it, which I think is a cool phrase. Yeah. And they come here and we pull them under and we say, okay, here, get behind the shield, like yeah. have food, have rest, have a safe place to be, mm-hmm. and in that that is when the beginning of restoration starts being able to rest and being able to be in this family. Um, and so I just totally. think that, that is what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That passage. Um, I mean the come incline your ear, behold, see, look, come, you know, listen, like that invitation is so clear throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And <clears throat> It just, it makes me think about like, like beauty, right? Like what we're doing with these guys is like, we know the gospel, like you were saying, Craig, and like we're showing them hospitality and that's because we have experienced the beauty of what it is to be close to Jesus and you experience that from him. Mm -hmm. And like when the guys are here, we're doing the same things. Like we're basically like, come behold, listen, look, you know, like look at this beautiful thing that is the gospel, this beautiful thing that Jesus is um, giving to you, offering to you, asking you to come be a part of, and that we are doing that too. And it's like, right, because in life, and we've all experienced this, is like sometimes our sin um, 
you know, seems more beautiful in the moment than um, what is actually beautiful, which yeah. is Christ, you know? And so, like, it's really like, no, like, this is actually beautiful. And when you experience that, like, that's where I feel like that growth begins to take place is like, oh, like, you're right. Like, that old life or that other thing, like, that's actually kind of gross yeah. compared to, you yeah. know, when it's set in contrast to the gospel. Yes. You know, but you have to behold it, yeah. you know, and you have to become beholden to it. And that is hard because when you've been beholden to something for so long, it can be really difficult to like, you know, let it go, let it go to turn away to say like, actually, this isn't God actually says that this isn't beautiful. Yeah. But he does say that this is beautiful, you know, and I just, yeah, there's just so much, I think, beauty hidden within there has to be an exchange of like yeah. letting yeah. go of one thing to mm-hmm. be able to grab onto another thing. Exactly. And you see it sometimes. I mean, all of us do this of like, we want both, mm-hmm. you know, we want to hold on to both. Mm-hmm. Like I want to hold on to my old way of life and I want a little bit of this new life, but they don't go together. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have both. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's that struggle sometimes or that resistance of, you can see it shift for some students at a certain point where it's like, okay, I surrender to this whole process. This is terrifying. Mm-hmm. This whole place like that, you know, symbolizes love and care and friendship and cares about me and wants to come alongside of me. I, that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, can resist that. And it's really cool to see that just, it switches, yeah. you know, at some point, um, that, that love just disarms them. And then, um, being able to surrender into this community cares about me. God really loves me and this is the process and it's messy. Yeah. Or like, you know, in verse, what you just read in verse seven, you know, like in our God for he will abundantly pardon. Yeah. You know, like that's beautiful. Yeah. And when that can sink into your heart and like take root, it's like, Oh, like abundantly pardon me, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and our students, you know, like all the stuff I've done, you know, and they might particularly have more of that external, you know, like I've done bad things and my life is in shambles, you know, but like God's like, I'm here to abundantly pardon you. Totally. Like, would you want to receive that? You know? And it's like, Oh, whoa, totally. And I think that such a big part of it too, is that it is not, you know, it's not focused on, this may sound strange, but it's not focused on the student and their problems. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, when a guy comes to the ranch and, and I think this is such a huge part of this culture of restoration, it's not like, okay, go stand on stage and we're going to put the spotlight on you and we're going to examine you from all sides (laughs) and then we're going to fix you. Yeah. Right. Almost nobody wants to do that. Nope. And so instead, you know, the picture that, that comes to mind is, is rafting. I mean, we, we go rafting with the guys, you know, we've, we've done that for years and, uh, whitewater, whitewater rafting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not like Tom Sawyer rafting, <laughs> um, but uh, but we but it's like, hey, get in the boat. We're gonna go on this adventure together, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be awesome. And you may fall out once or twice, but if you do, we'll pull you back in. And we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. And by being together, by doing this together, it's not, hey, come come into this community, and you know we're gonna look you over. And decide if you pass. 
Right. And if you do, you can, you can have the privilege of being like us. No, Mm -hmm. like that's not, that's, that's what the Pharisees did. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's who Jesus reserved his harshest critique for were those who, who said, okay, you're going to have to pass the test in order to, to be like us. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead, he says, he says, no, come, come with us, you know, or we say this, come with us as we seek God together. Mm -hmm. And we are better because you're here. You know, we're, we're better off because you're here. And, and we believe you'll be better off because we're together. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's that, it is that invitation that like covering, you know, the shield analogy again of of come onto the battlefield and get under the shield that we're all under together. Mm-hmm. It's not, okay, you go out onto the battlefield and we'll watch and we'll see if you see how you hold up. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how you hold <laughs> yeah. up. And if you, if you make it good for you, you know, yeah. Yeah. then you can come in. Yeah. And you know, all the guys that come under the shield, you know, they've, they had to leave something behind. Yeah. You know, just like all the disciples in the gospels, like yeah. they had to leave mending their nets. They had to leave yeah. collecting taxes. Like mm-hmm. they had to leave something. And I think, you know, what's special is to like even point that out to the guy sometimes. It's like, yeah. hey, you are here now. Yeah. You know, like that was so brave. Yeah. That you was got on a plane. Huge. Yes. Yeah. And like we believe that like, you know, instilling in them courage, even like we believe that you can do this. Yeah. You know, and that's really important for a young man. You know, as much as we want them to believe in Christ and what Christ is going to do in them mm-hmm. and how they need to rely on him for strength. Also telling them like. Dude, you you took a huge first step. Do you see that? Yes. You know, and like, you like, and even reminded, like, I think you actually do want this. Yeah. You know, like, because you know that there's something more beautiful than what was. Yeah. You know, it's just, you're here. Yeah. You got yourself here. Yeah. And now you're here, and mm-hmm. you can just rest in being here. That was a huge step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it, it kind of breaks categories, right? And that's, that's part of what is, I think, confusing to guys when they first come. And we'll hear guys say that as they get ready to graduate. Like, man, I was so like, where am I when I first got here? Yeah. But I think that that, that is, that is such, a, such a cool picture. I mean, the, some of the critiques of, of the church, you know, nowadays are it's full of hypocrites, you know, mm-hmm. or it's full of, of people who say one thing and do another. And, and one of my, you know, biggest feelings you know in response to that is is i think that you know that's misunderstanding right that's like that would be like going to a hospital and saying it's all full of sick people what the heck you know (laughs) well yeah that's the point of the hospital is that we're actually coming to the source of healing Mm -hmm. to be healed so nobody's at the hospital because they're well walking around and going look how well i am oh Look at all those sick people. Glad I'm not like them, right? Yeah. Um, so if we're really seeking God, there is no distinction. There is no divide between between sick and well. It's all we're all sick going to the source of healing, mm-hmm. you know, and going to Jesus, leaning into Him, and and so when guys come here, I think that that is oftentimes what they're expecting is like, okay, I'm going to a bunch of I'm going to a community of a bunch of well people who are helping me, you know, in my sickness. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You're coming into a group of people who we, we all recognize that, that we're sick and that Jesus heals. Mm-hmm. And so, so 
and this isn't, you know, we're not, we're, we're actually not even focusing so much on that as we are on just who Jesus is. Right. You know, because it's, I mean, when you behold the beauty yeah. and you listen and you see, it's like, Oh, okay. I see why you guys are doing this. Yes. And why this is so enticing. Yes. And, and I think we do have a level of health at Rockside, right. That serves also as like, Hey, like, health can be achieved. Yeah. You know, not saying that we are, like you said, perfectly well and never need a doctor. Yeah. 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 But we're close. We're, we stay, we're trying to stay close Mm -hmm. to the healer. Right. To God. We constantly need that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a good place to, to end this episode. And we'll keep talking about this in, you know, the next unknown number of episodes. We're not going to lock ourselves in. Don't hold us to anything. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, but really, you know, as, as we kind of wrap up today, it's been really helpful for me to think about this. Hopefully it's helpful for you to think about this too, of just, okay, how do we structure uh, spiritual formation in those areas where it's appropriate in our lives, in our families, in our, in our, you know, ministries, in, in our, you know, small groups, et cetera, of being a place of, of invitation to something that is happening that is really, really good. Yeah. Almost like it's happening in the moment now, right now. Yes. And what we're doing is like creating a space for us and the students to experience that moment of spiritual formation of God wanting to be with us, wanting to heal us, you know, and sometimes that just as we might talk about in future episodes, like can take place through like a smile and a hug. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, how are you doing today? Yeah. You know? And like just a slower greeting and pace. And it's like, Oh wow. That was something different and special that I haven't experienced in a long time. Yeah. That someone felt like they really cared for me. Yeah. You know, the day to day and like the life on life that yes. you talk about, Greg, of we just live together those small daily moments that are not glamorous and are not special or elaborate those are where the moments of healing happen and the moments of restoration happen totally all right we'll close it there yeah and we will see you next week for um spiritual formation part two part two (laughs) awesome thanks for listening see ya